The views on this podcast belong uniquely and solely to the mouths from which they emanate. So the listeners, love linguistics, love languages, Leslie Bontogoulet. Indubitably. Indubitably. So. so it is starting to record. So it'll be both of our channels in case we want to like just mix those two and the XY is also recording. Okay. Um, so we'll is it a is it a WAV or MP3? It's a wave. It's so a wave. we can compress it if we want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no but problem. it's just always better. It's to better record. to have it that way because yeah, to record yeah. a wave. So welcome to the inaugural episode of the Weekly Linguist. Hello, Tally Cat, joining us in the background. Do you have any thoughts on linguistics, Cat? Do you? I think she is more interested in other things at this moment. Yeah, I don't think that language... Like that plastic bag. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. While there are cats running around in the background, um, welcome to our lives. So on this first episode of The Weekly Lingus, we just want to give you a background about ourselves, um, how Jarrett and I met, um, just some of our interests in linguistics and anthropology and the purpose of this podcast, why we're joining the fray. So I'll jump in and start because I love listening to myself talk. <laughs> so my name is Lisa Sprouse. I am a PhD candidate in linguistics at Tulane University. We'll get into the more linguistic stuff a little later. Um, so in addition to working on my PhD right now, I work full time at a nonprofit Um, that services women and girls impacted by incarceration. Um, So that's where I find a lot of my joy is the combination of linguistics and education. And some about me, I am originally from southwestern Pennsylvania in the Appalachian Mountains. Um, It's only been since she's been down in the south that she actually says Pennsylvania. Yeah, Jared always gets on me because I always say P.A., Everybody from Pennsylvania says PA. We all say that we're from PA. The things we have in common, we all say that we're from PA. And if we're from Pittsburgh, we hate Philadelphia. And if you're from Philadelphia, I'm sorry for you. And some type of gas station wars, too. Sheets versus Wawa is a very big thing that we have. Yes, um, Sheets is the clear winner. I will not take any thoughts on this. If you'd like to send me some angry comments about Wawa, I'll read them and then throw them in the trash where they belong. Podcast at weeklylinguist.com. Send them to Lisa. Send your hate about Philadelphia to me. I will love it. It'll fuel my dreams at night. Thank you. Moving on. Moving on. So yes, that is where I'm from. I'm proud of where I'm from. You may occasionally hear it in my voice. Um, I do unfortunately try to mask it sometimes how I talk uh, because it's and people see it as an odd accent. Um, We may end up doing some episodes later on where I do a full analysis and talk about the social implications of the fact that I speak like a coal miner. Um, But, you know, it's endearing. Um, What else about me? Do I really exist outside of the realm of linguistics? Am I actually a person outside of linguistics? What do I do? Oh, I'm like 80 years old and I love to knit. Um, I like to fish, (laughs) love exploring New Orleans. Um, I've been in New Orleans since 2014. And I think I'm going to jump over to Jarrett, let you tell you a little about about yourself. I am uh, native born, so to speak. Um, There's a little, if you look at the map of Louisiana, there's a triangle that you're supposed to draw from Alexandria down to through Lake Charles and then down through the river um, by New Orleans. And that's the 
the Cajun Triangle, they say. And I was born just on the top of it, just outside of it in Alexandria. And then grew up, went to LSU. Um, go Tigers. Uh, not this year, not doing too well. But uh, last year was pretty good. Um, but yeah, and I went to LSU. I studied French in junior high school. I was actually a product of what the organization named Codafil had done to get French into the um, to the schools. And I was a product of that and I fell in love with it. My first French teacher, Rebecca Tisdale, shout out to her. And, you know, uh, moved to Baton Rouge. Um, yeah, I did high school and college in, in Baton Rouge. And then, you know, I bounced around the world a little bit. Spent two years in France. Um, did my master's level work there. But, uh, yeah, you know, I've always been told that I have an accent. Where I grew up, they told me I sounded like somebody from South Louisiana. And then when I moved to South Louisiana, they told me I sounded like somebody from North Louisiana. So I'm a I'm a man without a home, accent-wise. But I think that's fascinating. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> but, you know, um, so, yeah. And so I've always loved, uh, um, you know, the French language. I basically got interested in linguistics through my love for the French language. I also speak Brazilian Portuguese. I've been to Brazil, mm-hmm. I think it's up to 18 times now. Yeah. That's you know, I totally skipped over that at the beginning, too, but studying one specific language is actually how I got into linguistics, too, because I went to American University in D.C. for my undergrad, was originally, you know, um, one of those idealistic change-the-world girls that thought she wanted to do politics or international relations, realized that that's not what I wanted to do, and I switched to a degree in German, and I did a very focused degree in German and European Union language policy and had some electives to fill, kind of realized that language in general was where my interests focused. So I started taking any of the linguistics classes that you could get through. We only had a TESOL program and I had to get special approval to do it because they were grad level classes. And so I took like an intro to linguistics and an etymology class and a second language acquisition was all that I could get through that. And I was really like, this is cool. I have so many questions about language and it just kind of snowballed from there. And now you have me talking to you about language. So it's kind of come full circle. True about ourselves, but I love this is a new myself. podcast. Yes. Oh, I love talking about you too, Lisa. Yeah. Thanks. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but why are we doing this podcast? This is what it's all about. You know, there's a, um, there's a lot of podcasts out there. You know, uh, there's a, there's, I just say a lot, there's tons and tons of podcasts out there and there's a handful of good linguistic podcasts. And we hope to give you all some content overlapping with some of those podcasts in the future. Overlapping and, um, and supplementing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically our thoughts on this particular podcast are to do something that we at one point noticed nobody else was doing. Most of your podcasts out there, and we won't, I don't guess we should mention any of them by name, but most of them out there are doing things like interesting things about language, about the English language, like, um, you know, a lot of etymology, Mm -hmm. things about, you know, phonology and things like this. And it's the new words people are using, like internet. Yeah, right. Like dialectology type Mm -hmm. thing. Which, you know, know, is like my linguistics baby is dialectology and sociophonetics, but Mm -hmm. there is so much more that is fascinating that we can talk about. And also not, I think a big thing for you is not in a Western centric gaze all the time. Right. Well, and I am, like I said, not mentioning anybody out. And so what we got to do was thinking about this. We said, you know what? 
English gets a lot of attention, and for obvious reasons. But Cebuano doesn't get any attention. Mm -hmm. Salish doesn't get any attention. Slavey doesn't get any attention. Caripuna Creole doesn't get any attention. And these are some languages that do some fascinating things. Like, if you look at the Philippine languages, which I'm obviously familiar with. You know, it would be interesting, because I was going to say this before. I think when you mentioned before that you did your work in the Philippines now, I think most listeners, if if they had a language that came to mind, it probably would have been Tagalog. Tagalog, yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't have been, like, would I be correct in saying there's there's hundreds of languages in the Philippines? Well, yeah, depending on where you draw the line, it, uh, uh, the, it's, it's, a, it's the number is 180, give or take. Yeah. Like I said, though, depending on where you draw the line, and uh, we talk about this in future episodes, you know, some people will... Some people will say seven, but this is not correct. This so is a more political reason. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is a more political reason for saying that um, because they they judge a, a language based on the number of speakers. But this okay. is incorrect, but it's political and blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So but um, but, you know, like the Philippines, they have this fascinating structure called the their Well, there's lots of different names for it, but the, the most common name is the, the Philippine focus system. Okay. And it's very interesting. But it never things like this never get talked about. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Um, what we want to do is we want to draw attention to the languages around the world, what they're doing in an interesting way or what their languages do. What, what we can learn about them. And what, what we can learn about them. Um, and in the and in order to do that, we want to bring in the experts to talk. Yeah. And so we'll be interviewing lots of different people. We've gotten um, – we've already interviewed Anthony Grant. Uh, and um, a few more lined up. Yeah, we're going to be talking to David Gill and Martin Haspelmath at Max Planck. And we'll be talking to Maura Sullivan, who is an indigenous linguist mm-hmm. about uh, Chumash, a language in California. Yep. And then um, Michael Tanan King Singh, Cebuano, is mm-hmm. coming on. And uh, Patty Epps, Dr. Patience Epps at UT, mm-hmm. who works in the Nadahoop languages, yep. which, on a side note, one of those languages is one of the ones that I wanted to work with when I started at Tulane. Okay. This is how I met Dr. Epps. Okay. Yep. And, um, and there, there are others. Uh, in Louisiana, um, we've already got a commitment from Barry Onsley. Yeah, so we like Louisiana French, um, mm-hmm. which is very different than Parisian style or, or, oh, yeah. con- or continental French of any oh, yeah. variety. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, you know, we will touch on aspects in, of English, but, you know, it's going to be – we're going to try to relate it to other languages and two big social trends, mm-hmm. right? We don't just want to focus in on English. We don't just want to promote something that's just like a monolith, right? Right. No language is a monolith. No feature is a monolith. So we're going to right. try to look at things from a bunch of different angles. Um, and also hope that we're going to learn a lot. Oh, uh, you know, we've, we've tried to do a little preparation for each episode and we've tried to read to be knowledgeable before each episode and, not only is that – let's admit it. That's difficult to do that much mm-hmm. reading with everything we've got going on. But we learn – I've learned a lot. Yeah. I've learned a lot, you know. Um, one of the things – I wanted to mention two things. Oh, by the way, not only that, but we are going to be talking to Isaac Muhandu. Yes. And this is actually fascinating. Yes. It's About mixed languages. Mixed languages and this – it's – um it's i'm trying to think of a good way to put it that it, that he wouldn't correct me maybe he'll have to correct me but it's like a dialect that's based on a slang yes and it's it fascinating like of swahili and english and yes. anyway that's coming up and that's going to be fascinating but the other thing that i wanted to say was you know a particular family of languages might have a certain structure that's very interesting 
and unique to that family. But what you also find is you also find structures that can be that can span language families. And so you you can look at it both ways. So generally speaking, and this won't be an absolute rule, but generally speaking, our episodes will be one of two styles. They'll either be content, I mean, I'm sorry, structure-based, where we're going to talk about a particular structure, or they'll be language-based, where we're going to talk about a particular language or language family. Um, just like we will be talking to the Dr. Karen Rice yes. with with Slavy, right? Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I shouldn't be naming names because I'll forget somebody. But anyway, but we're we've got a good number of commitments, and we're asking more people to join us. So we're gonna like with larger trends like in English and stuff. We're gonna try to do that through the frame of shared features across languages, so that it's not just a Western centric thing. Um, and really try to highlight language diversity because it is such an amazing thing of like the globalization of the world right now and how it's bringing people together. But it is also unfortunately leading to the loss of a lot of languages. I think what the estimate is that we lose a language or a dialect every 14 days, Uh right? Which Uh how much knowledge do we lose with that? We lose the knowledge of the culture, the ethnobotany of the area that this is coming from. So we're really just trying to, you know, exploit this, technology and this instant connection we can have to people around the world that know so much more than we do and try to show linguists and non-linguists alike just how fascinating this can be and what we can learn and what we can preserve by highlighting these languages and these features. And in the process, another thing that I hope to do is provide our listeners with a wealth of resources as well. Mm -hmm. So when we do our episodes, I try to keep a note of any resources that are mentioned in the episode. And we have a website, weeklylinguist.com, which is being, it's, 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 it's ready to go, but it's, you can see that the content will be added as we do more. You can also find us on Instagram at weeklylinguist. And Twitter as well. Also at weeklylinguist. Yes. Yes. And so like when, uh, for instance, I'll give you an example. We've already recorded Anthony Grant's episode. Mm -hmm. And so when you, after the, the podcast, after that episode comes out, you'll be able to go to the show notes on that page and it'll give you a short description, but then there'll also be uh, a full explanation of everything mentioned mm-hmm. in the episode as far as what you might want to look up. Yes. He mentioned um, a, a Hungarian that I've never heard of and I had to go Googling it. Mm-hmm. And I, so anyway, I put that on there and then there'll be a list of like four or five relevant papers from that particular speaker mm-hmm. that... that Go on a little bit deeper into yeah, what. Yeah, so we're just trying to yeah. give access at different levels, right? right? If you're a linguist and you want to go read these papers, fantastic. If you're just interested in language, you can, you know, here's the Wikipedia page to this theme that we talked about or this person that we mentioned, right? Just giving you the vehicle that you need to continue your own learning about these things. That's true. Okay, we can edit this. How far are we going? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Also remember to check out the show notes at weeklylinguist.com. There you will find further information about this episode. Like more information about the guest, a selected bibliography, and any links mentioned in this episode. As the saying goes, if you enjoyed the podcast, tell a friend. If you didn't, tell us. You can tell a friend by rating us 5 stars on iTunes and by writing a glowing endorsement in the reviews. Don't forget to subscribe when you're done and follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Weekly Linguist. For any feedback, positive or critical, (laughs) write to us at podcast at weeklylinguist.com. Tell us what you think, what we can do better, or even suggest a topic topic for an upcoming episode.